everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. Cybersecurity vulnerabilities are a growing global problem. As the security attacks grow rapidly in both frequency and sophistication, it poses a critical threat to individuals and entities across nations, its government industries, organizations, and academia, in short referred to as NGIOA. One of the biggest challenges in cybersecurity today is determining whether the tools and configurations we have in place are giving us the level of the security we require in cyberspace. If we, that is individuals and entities across NGIOA, are to protect our information in all formats, it is very important that we get informed about security vulnerabilities in our computer and network systems. But how to do that? There are many who believe that penetration testing, both manual as well as automatic, commonly known as pan testing, is perhaps an answer to the security testing world. To discuss automated pan testing, I'm delighted to welcome David Fry from Neo Cybersecurity team. Welcome, David. We are delighted to have you on Risk Roundup. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Wonderful, David. So. Let's start with this very fundamental question. What is a penetration test? And so a penetration test begins at the base level of a network, um, looking at the ground level assets that are all connected and ac accessing other assets um, of the network. And the penetration testing means that starting at the base level, we will go and, um, or a manual pen tester, will go and probe everything that's connected to um, the network and try and determine what vulnerabilities and exploits that are being used by cyber criminals to attack the network. So rather than looking at it from the outside in, we're looking at it from the inside out and testing every device using every um, exploit that is being shared worldwide uh, and making sure that companies patch those vulnerabilities before they're exploited. I see. So this is more like a hackers, uh, you know, attempting to get into a business system through trying to exploit all possible vulnerabilities. But it's more like ethical ha hackers, not the real hackers. And they, this is the way they find out every single gap or every single vulnerability. Is that correct? Absolutely. We're we are hackers. Um, we're you know, there's there's only way to defeat a hacker is to use their own. Um, skills against them. So while we are ethical hackers, we use the same tools and the same things they're using and we give our users the report so they can fix them. Um, I see. I see. No, that's a very good point that you use the same similar, if not, you know, same if similar tools that they are using so that you have a better access to all the entry points that they may be, you know, looking at. So is there a reason why all these businesses or uh, small or large, you know, corporations that are inviting ethical hackers, not just the corporations, but also the governments and organizations, that they are inviting the ethical ha hackers to come and hack their system. Uh, is that because of any regulation or is it because more of like a proactive approach on their side? Um, it's it's proactive approach, approach that they should have had um, leading up until now. Um, historically, the mantra has been to throw up as many layers of firewalls and all these traditional kind of castle sort of defenses. Um, but hackers are relentless and they will find a way through and just, you know, uh, weasel in one little hole and then it's all over with. 
So now they're taking the approach that we've been pushing and other ethical hackers is, why not secure all the systems from the bottom up? Um, then no matter what, if they break through the wall, your systems are all secured to the point where they can't be exploited. Now, when you say is, is testing the systems from bottom up, what exactly do you mean? Is it uh, testing software or is it testing hardware? Um, it, it does both. And essentially, we're hitting everything that's accessing the network from printers to um, IoT devices, which are being released uh, at a, an amazing rate, but there's not very good security on them. Uh, so you have your switches, you have your desktops, laptops, iPads. Um, any asset that has connectivity to a network is susceptible to attack. So, uh, um, yes, it is susceptible to attack. And yes, IoT is a growing, you know, complex security problem because there is a, there are so many entry points because of that. And uh, there is a reason. I think, you know, everyone needs to be very vigilant about all the different processes that they have and all the network and hard work and software so that you know they know where the any any hacker where they could you know enter that and where they could have the entry point and where they could uh, you know identify the gap so that they can come and create the damage but as a ethical hacker company if you know organization approaches uh, any hacking company or any you know penetration testers whichever term we we use how do the penetration testers how do they perform the test what steps are involved in that well um, a traditional penetration test and this has been historically used only by larger companies um, not not typically the SMB market um, and, and going all the way up to governmental entities and that involves a person being on site and having just an entry point to get started and then going through the network, scouring through it, trying to break in everywhere. Um, and so kind of our, our different approach is rather than doing that once per year and issuing a report that says, here's where you're vulnerable now, um, our automated system does it every day. Um, so we're penetration testing it every day, finding out what new things are out on the, on the black market um, having our machine test for those things and then do it again the next day. So every day they are staying uh, in step with the cyber crime community. That, 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 is, that is good. So now when the pen testing is done, what does it normally identify? What do they you know understand based on the test? Um, so they'll understand the very first thing we do is asset identification. Um, so it will go through all of their devices that are accessing their network um, and will identify those with their IP address and their manufacturer and what system operating system they're using. Um, and then it'll do a vulnerability scan where it says, okay, we know that these things are vulnerable. Here's the problems that you have. Um, and then we go a step further and penetration test it where we actually break in a little bit um, and say, look, we were able to um, exploit this vulnerability and actually access the network the way that someone would and then we we issue that report to our clients so they can remediate it um, before someone does it on an unethical manner 
So what are the different penetration testing tools available? Do all the penetration testing companies use this standardized same uh, tool that is available in the market or there are many tools available there and are, there is a lot of choice? There, There is a lot of choice. There's not a lot of choice for the SMB market. Um, and then the bigger companies, you know, I like to say that penetration testers are kind of like chefs. They'll, um, do you know what I mean? Each person will kind of use different tools to do their test and, and try different things. Uh, but it's, it is a human, um, it's a human process. And so someone has to be on the ground doing it and it's only as good as that person. Uh, and it's time consuming and it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of uh, why we're trying to push this automated system because we've got it built. Um, we give the system to anybody who wants to see where they're at. Um, and then uh, if they're interested in making sure they're secure going forward, they can sign up for our uh, system uh, or not. But the main concept we're pushing is you have to do this constantly. Um, the, the cyber criminal community will discover these things and it's it's really interesting to, to find a lock, a key to a door, but they don't want just to use it and steal as much as they can. They want to spread the word, sell their exploits, um, and make it go viral. Uh, and that's where we start picking it up and telling our people about it and, and then they can address it before they get exploited. Yeah, of course. Now, it you say that you know there are many penetration tools available now is there any approach by which any penetration uh, testing company organization or pen testers or the uh, analyst or uh, engineers whoever is using this penetration tool do uh, on what basis do they decide which penetration tool they should be using is there any criteria what are the criteria to select the penetration tool um, you know, as you know, uh, supply and demand, um, right now we're in, our industry is in huge demand. Um, there's more people wanting what we do than us providing the service. Um, that said, um, you know, marketing takes over and these big companies have big marketing budgets and everybody's pushing their own strategy and their own product. So as an end consumer, it's difficult to wait in there and see these hundreds of different choices um, of things that are offered. But, you know, we it's the same, trying to differentiate one customer from another. Um, our strategy is primarily SMB because we're a small company too. Um, and, you know, we're budget conscious. And, and so the smaller companies are probably gonna wanna look for smaller companies like ours um, for more tailored um, approaches that are easier to use. And um, the bigger companies will um, use the bigger, um, you know, platforms that can handle, you know, their multiple location, multi-network, um, you know, enterprise level situations. Sure. Now, your organization, Neo Cybersecurity, it is an it its approach is automated penetration testing, and there are a lot of manual penetration testing uh, companies also out there, and they have different tools and techniques. Now, what is the difference between the manual penetration testing and the automated penetration testing? Um, really, significantly nothing. Um, we're doing the same thing. Our, our, our 
CEO is a um, nationally recognized penetration tester. And basically, he has poured his life for the last three years into developing a um, this bot. This is what we call it, but it's a robot that executes the commands that he knows to use. Um, and and the thing about it is, is it's growing. It started as a little pebble testing uh, for these specific things, and now we're testing for six hundred thousand different things, growing every day. Um, so it's taking the old things, adding new and new, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, so we stay a step ahead. Um, and, and the thing about it is, is we've designed it through uh, a very user-friendly user interface um, so that anybody, um, SMB companies don't have a dedicated CIO, a CISO, they don't have all of this staff to do it. So one person can get on there and manage it um, and, and see where their issues lie. So is there any criteria by which, you know, any organization, big or small, they can decide whether they should, they are the ideal candidate for a manual penetration testing or whether they are ideal candidate for automated penetration testing? Um, you know, right now, just a um, delineator for it is one of our, you know, one of our clients is a hospital, 400 bed hospital, regional and they have traditionally had a manual penetration test. Um, and that was costing in the neighborhood of $25,000 for a one-time test. Um, so the person would come in, do their test for a couple weeks, give them a report that is invalid the day after it's written, um, and then go away till next year. Um, that same client, we're charging them around ten to 12000 to do this every day. Um, so the, the market is expanding very rapidly and people are beginning to take notice that once a year is not um, entirely sufficient. And a lot of the things were mandated previously. For example, this hospital had to have this report. Um, and, and basically up until now, they were using it as a checkbox. Um, like, hey, we did our penetration test, check. And then they would just go throw that report over in the corner. Um, now they're doing what we do in real time so they can actually fix the problems um, rather than stay in compliance. Yes. So, I mean, based on what you are telling me that, of course, you know, one is that we cannot do once a year. That is not effective because, you know, these uh, security threats are changing, you know, every minute. But based on what benefits you are describing about the automated pen testing and what benefits are there for the... Um, manual pen testing, why is it still that a lot of organizations go for manual pen testing? Um, it's, there's not a lot of people that do what we do. Um, I'm, I'm, our company is the only one that I'm aware of that does exactly what we do in our uh, price point um, and service level. There's companies that do what we do, but they're enterprise level. We're, we're talking um, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, contracts versus we're trying to serve the not served market. Um, and, and, and yes, it's a mess right now because everybody figure out how to accomplish this goal. Um, and there are no solutions for the smaller companies. Um, and for example, there's one of the key. Your target market is the smaller companies, small size absolutely, companies. Absolutely. Just because, 
it's easy to use. It's it's effective in what we do. Um, it gives them all the information they need to to remedy it, um, and it's not an overly. It's extremely robust, but it's not overly complicated to see what's happening. Right, right, right. So, what are the limitations of the? We we talked briefly about the manual pen testing that it's once a year, so it's not very effective, and it takes a lot of time. It's very costly. But what are the limitation? Other limitations of manual pen testing that um, uh, that your system is able to overcome. Well, just the the manual part of it. Um, you know, if you had someone trying to do, honestly, no one could do what we do because they would be constantly testing at twenty four hours a day, trying to catch up to what we're doing. In other words, having the bot there—that's why you have a bot to execute these commands, keep building on it. Um, a person trying to do this manually would have to be constantly um, just running the test themselves. It's not very cost effective. Yes, of course. So what are the goals of Neo Securities, uh, your organization's automated penetration testing? And if you have to convince any client why they should use the automated testing system that you have developed, the AI-based system that you have developed, why, what would you tell them? Um, you know, the best thing that we can tell them is um, we have, it's, it's available over, uh, via virtual machine from our website. And so, um, and I, I've talked to people from Australia, to Thailand, to the UK, we have something going on in France. Um, so it's a global thing, it's not just a US problem. Um, but what sells itself is they have access to get the VM for free, um, put it on and, and try it out. So we give them the ability to just download it, install it, and run a free pen test. Um, and after they've done their trial period, then, then the idea is they'll see the value of the information they're getting. And then they will also recognize the importance of using updated information um, every day to keep it from happening uh, in the future to them. Now there is a pen testing and there is also something called vulnerability scanning. What is the difference? Is the automated uh, pen testing that uh, system that you have, can that also be described as a vulnerability scanning system? Um, and so it, it does, that's a step that we do is vulnerability scanning. Um, and, and that's comprised of matching the known exploits, you'll get, a, there's a code, and then the vulnerability scanner will match that code to the devices that are on the network. Um, we do that, that's our first step. Um, the penetration test is taking the next step and actually using that code against the machine to see what happens. Um, and so that's the added value. You're getting one more layer of um, actually testing the exploit rather than seeing if it's um, something that can be used or not. It's uh, it's a time saver and it provides more information. Um, the vulnerability scan will run around and say there's little fires everywhere, you need to go put them out. Um, the penetration test will say, no, these are the fires that could burn immediately, um, so you need to address those. It, it gives you a more granular um, level of risk assessment. Sure. Now, do you have any interesting case study uh, based on your system, automated pen testing system? We do, and that was the hospital we were talking about. Um, they were one of our very first beta customers. 
And they were doing it as, out of a, a favor for us. They had seen us present. And so they said, we'll try it out. We'll just plug it in. And they said, we're this big organization and we have a manual pen tester and we know that our network is secure, um, but we'll just let you try. And in the first 24 hours, we found a large gap um, that they had not known. There was a virtual machine that someone had installed years ago that was sitting there unbeknownst to them, um, capable of being a pivot point to attack all of their other systems. Um, it was a huge eye-opener. Um, same sort of thing with uh, VOIPs. We had a nursing home that its phone system was so insecure, it gave their entire network a zero rating. Um, zero percent on our hundred percent scale. So, you know, basically the machine, uh, Neil was able to go in and just crack through that, you know, bad passwords, bad security um, protocol. Uh, so those are the case studies that we have over and over again is, is people believing that they're secure. Um, they've got firewalls, they've got all these wonderful tools, um, but they don't actually know what's inside. Yeah. And that's what we do. Yes, that is a challenge, right? Most of the time. Now, when it comes to IT compliance programs, does this system of yours help the organizations, uh, you know, me make uh, effective use of their uh, systems uh, to make sure that you know everything is in order so that they are compliant to their uh, cl compliance programs? Does it um, help them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the design features we've built into it is that we say, uh, here's the issue. Now, what have you chosen to do with it? Um, and they can ignore it and they have to put a reason why. Um, sometimes the reason will be that there's no more firmware available for that device or that device we don't, we can't update it because it'll affect other systems. So for compliance level, it's wonderful because then you, you have an action plan for everything. Um, you've identified everything. Uh, and so it, it provides accountability um, for the IT staff, as well as information for um, top level executives and the board, as far as whether they need additional asset allocations to the IT security department. Yes. Now, there are many automated pen testing tools uh, out there in the market. Yours, like you just mentioned, you know, before that, uh, it is mainly for the smaller, you know, corporations and small size uh, businesses. But do you, are there any other testing tools that are competing with uh, your kind of approach? Uh, there, we, we do have several competitors, but again, they're more um, enterprise level solutions. And so they're going to provide reporting on, um, you know, security incident event management. It's a whole package of services. Uh, but again, for example, those contracts start at a hundred thousand. Um, our, our basic level for a really small business starts at about 5,000. Um, so you can see the gaps that is per year, 5,000 per year. Yes. On a monthly basis. Um, so you can see the different, we're, we're approaching it from the ground up. Our, our approach is put the tool in the hand of the user, let them use it how they wish, um, and, and go from there versus me giving our, our clients, you know, 20 different tools and things that they can't ever use, that they don't need. Um, that That's the difference between us and the companies that are available right now in the enterprise level market. Sure. Now, based on your experience, 
what are the limitations you feel that your new cybersecurity tool has that you would like to you know solve in the coming years well so as of right now and this is an important thing to keep in mind is is a penetration test and and neo is a smoke alarm um so it's the smoke alarm sitting there and it'll tell you when it's smoking and it'll tell you when there's a fire what you choose to do with that information um if you choose to go put it out you know that's what you're supposed to do but if you decide to um, defer it um, we've done our job we've pointed that out to you um, and so it does require action on the user's part to fix the problems. Um, but I will say the people in France that we're working with are pairing us with a remediation company. So basically they would put the NEO on, we would tell them what to fix, they would fix it, and the NEO would monitor it going forward. If they, let's say the your system identifies a gap or vulnerability or a problem, and the report you know is generated and the client uh, comes to know the organization comes to know these are the gaps but they somehow choose it they choose not to do anything about it is there any legal you know ramifications here Absolutely. based on your understanding yeah that's the idea is that you know one person one of our clients was telling a bunch of our other clients which i wasn't very happy about but he said you may not want to turn it on because you're afraid of what you'll see. Um, it's it's scary for a lot of companies to turn on the NEO and say, oh my gosh, there's all of these problems. But the fact of the matter is the problems are there, you just don't know about them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's, it's a way for budgets to be redirected from purchasing new IoT fancy systems and for improving marketing and doing these things and directing that money to security where it has been neglected for years and years, um, it brings that issue to the forefront and demands action. What kind of understanding do you see from the organizations? Are they eager? Are they proactive in, uh, or are they aware and educated enough to come and say, okay, no, we need to do this, or you all still need to, you know, convince them significantly why they need to use your system? Um, no, it's the, the market is pretty much doing that for us. Um, you know, you and I both are aware that every day, you know, if they can hack the U.S. government elections, um, the, the trends are now that um, individual individuals that are have experienced a breach are now suing um, the companies that, that allowed the data to be breached. So there's a whole storm of liability coming there. Boards of directors are next to be held liable. Um, for breaches um, by their organizations, especially if they've either exhibited gross negligence um, or they were given the information like from our report and chose not to act. Um, so two years ago, I was running around waving the flag saying everybody needs to pay attention to this. Um, and now everybody's saying we need to pay attention to this. How do we solve the problem? Yes. That's that's, that that's is, what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners about Neo cybersecurity tool that you have? Uh, I just encourage them to go on our site. Um, it's my Neo, N E O dot C O, uh, and get the VM. Get, try the virtual machine and see what you have. You may think that you're secure. We bet you're not. Um, and that way, you know. 
you can see exactly where you stand. Um, and then know that it's important to stay ahead of the criminals instead of uh, be reactionary uh, when something bad does happen. Yes. And I will also say, I mean, you and I have connected on LinkedIn. And one of my jobs is kind of a global monitor of trends that are happening um, around the world. And I try and write a post every day uh, just with, you know, a new trend, something new that's happened. Um, so people connect to me just to kind of pay attention to what is happening in the industry. Yes, that is great. So thank you, David, for participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on automated pen testing and for sharing information about neo cybersecurity. And of course, you know, about being very patient today, we uh, suffered, you know, a major uh, outage in our uh, area and uh, we had to you know, redo the uh, half of the session or probably most of the session. So thank you so much for your patience. Our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the understanding you provided on the pen testing. And even if a single individual or entity is able to come up with ideas to secure the networks or computers from the complex challenges facing them and manage its associated security risk based on the understanding they received from this discussion we had today, this risk roundup dialogue has been on service, has been off service. And we thank you for that. Thank you very much for having me. Wonderful. The automated penetration te testing plays a very important role for the security community. These tools can quickly evaluate the security of systems, networks, and applications against a wide variety of security threats. Neo cybersecurity tool is also one of them. So it, is, uh, it is our strong recommendation that a global security community takes a closer look at the automated uh, pen testing tools and decide for themselves if they are worth you know, uh, to take a second look at. Risk Group Cybersecurity Risk Research Center and Strategic Security Risk Research Center are created for this very reason, to identify, evaluate, and manage the risk-facing NGIOA in CGS, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in cyberspace, geospace, and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace work together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts fit into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup videos or the, hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree Pandya, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.